0: Hey, Amy. Yeah? Black Lives Matter.
1: Yeah, they really do.
0: That's it. There's no joke for this intro.
1: Nope, that's just facts. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me Baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is now how I open these episodes, because I've said that the past, like, three.
0: Hey, trying to make a brand, that's... How dare you?
1: Man, brands are hard, and apparently it's very hard for brands and people to not be problematic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, we don't like to be problematic, and we don't want to be problematic.
1: Hello, and welcome to the episode (laughs) where we're going to talk about, uh, specifically black creators and people who are out there putting out content of some sort, um, that we enjoy because, one, it's important to shout out people that you like. And while we have, uh, our little platform right here, we are two white people, and there are other voices that are also worth listening to. So we wanted to kind of bring up creators that we like. Um, I don't know, Casey, do you have something else to explain what this episode Uh, is? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, whenever things hit the proverbial fan, as it were, uh, you know, we were, we were on a break. Yeah. Uh, But this is something that we always, wanted and intended to do uh and we think that it's we both think that it's very important and i don't know like i i don't some people and it's very telling but some people might feel like an obligation and like oh like we have to you know gotta support the and so but like i'm actually genuinely excited about this because yeah. i i love a lot of these things and you know it i i've also enjoyed and learned a lot from the journey of like wow Like, I need to expand my horizons some more. But the horizons that I do have are pretty cool. And so, (laughs) uh, uh, we just wanted to share those with it. And, you know.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those things where I would, I guess, as a person, I'm not one who generally actively seeks out media. Like, when it comes to things that I love and things that I watch or enjoy, a lot of it's happenstance. And I think... While some things that I've come across in my life are, you know, diverse by nature, things that I've enjoyed, and some of those are on the stuff that we'll talk about today, I realized that, like, it's fine to passively find and enjoy things, but it's also important to realize kind of um, the way that the world is structured is out there to make you not find certain kinds of content and it's not even so much as, like, it's it's made to not let you find it. One thing that you don't notice about your media consumption is the power of marketing that's behind it. And whether it's music, books, TV, movies, all that sort of thing. Things get served up to you. I think the thing is, like, at least three times before you actively, like, choose to connect with it. And... What you'll notice is a lot of specifically black voices, but like any kind of POC voice and any kind of a lot of diverse voices. And like you can trail down the ladder that way to like what that means. But like specifically talking about black voices is a lot of marketing money doesn't get pushed behind their stories. And what I started to realize as I tried to actively expand my horizon of stuff is how much stuff out there that I would love exists that never got to get in front of my eyes because I didn't realize how, like, how much um, the market doesn't cater to them. Like, I knew there was always a power problem, and I tried to make sure that when I saw things that were diverse and were from like marginalized creators to actively support them and see if it's something I would be interested in. What I noticed was how deep that well goes. I don't know. I, I just want to be a better person and a better content consumer and supporter.
0: Yeah, and you know, the thing about living in Los Angeles is, you know, especially in my time here, I've learned like you said the power of marketing and what it does and Mm -hmm. what it doesn't do and you know we are in the land of advertising media Mm -hmm. you know billboards and commercials and and trailers and all the things it's all like this is one of the biggest arguably the biggest epicenter of that here in la and you know i i've i have noticed over time and you know some of it in other avenues is, is thanks to you and like, you know, getting other perspectives of like, oh wow, you know, this is definitely geared towards this. And you know, I mean, listen, I just, it's the only, it's the example in my brain. And so I'm going to go with it. Uh, and listen, I am a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Like I've played it since the beginning. I remember when the first one came out and I've just, I've loyally followed the the series ever since. Uh, but I did notice that with, uh, and and they have tried to progress and, you know, slowly but surely evolve the series and, and mostly for the better. One of the things I've noticed is that, uh, in the most recent game that's come out, uh, which is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, all of the marketing, the, the big thing for that one was that you can, uh play male or female and you can do whatever you want romance wise, Mm -hmm. which for a lot of people is like really cool. And it is cool. Uh, but all of the marketing, all of the, everything was geared towards playing the male character. And I understand that like, listen, as a straight white male, I am, I will be the first to admit and acknowledge that a lot of that marketing that we're talking about is, designed to cater specifically to someone like me but and you know it's like thanks but there are other stuff that's good too and we need to acknowledge that and so uh it's weird that in the case of this my example is that cassandra the the female character is considered because of the novelization and everything to be the canon character and yet all of the marketing everything was the spartan bro and
1: were wait, could you mention that you had romance options? Yeah. Were they male and female romance options?
0: It's the it's the same no matter what. I know, so, but like, are
1: there both options?
0: Yeah. So okay. like if they're of all of the different male and female uh romances available, it's the same whether you play as Alexios cool. or Cassandra. Uh and you know, I, and I was just thinking about this today, and this isn't will be a quick segue to we do plan to do another episode similar to this uh for the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. uh so like a similar sort of structure but uh and and so we we will be giving that its due diligence and focusing on that today just happens to be the episode where we focus on black lives matter but all of that being said uh you know part of it is growing up there's just a lot of stuff that we were exposed to Mm -hmm. that we didn't realize was, you know, part of this little bubble that, you know, media and everything was trying to contain us yep. within. And, you know, it, it's, and it's it's not fair to other people that yep. you know don't like there if I want to see myself in a character, which we all do, we all want to relate to somebody, we all want to see ourselves in what we view because relating to something is just like one of the strongest bonds you mm-hmm. can have. And we have so many options, uh, myself, especially. And so, you know, I, I just think that there needs to be more of that for everybody mm-hmm. across, like, you know, across the spender, the spender, spender? The, sp- across I mean, the spender, they
1: need to spend, they need to spend on the spectrum, yes,
0: across the spectrum of gender, across the spectrum of race, like I think everybody should have, not only one, but, like, multiple, multiple characters and versions of themselves where they're like, oh, that's, that's totally me, you know?
1: I mean, like, when I grew up, a lot of the characters I identified with were guys because that was a lot of what was available, and it, there is no way that either Casey or I can fully comprehend what it is like to be on the other side of uh, this kind of racial divide. The most we are able to do is empathize, listen, learn, and do better each time we do something. And pretty much what we're trying to do here is kind of say where our current groundwork is at with the things that we like, the things that we you know, consume with our minds and all that kind of stuff and know that we are actively working to grow that that pool of stuff into more stuff.
0: Bigger pools. Woo! pools. Woo. So, let's dive right in.
1: Hey.
0: hey. Some <laughs> of the stuff that we like.
1: Yeah. And Casey's going to be leading this episode.
0: Well, then, <laughs> uh, since we are talking about a lot of black artists and creators, uh, I wanted to start with an actual like art artist Ooh. that I found, uh, with all of when all of the protests began and, and all of the sparks began to fly. Uh, I found on Instagram, an artist who would, he like painted the likeness of George Floyd and Brown and Taylor and like, I mean, really, really stunning, uh. Portraits of them and stuff. It, it just, it, it. I was like, whoa, that is some majorly awesome art. Uh, and he, he and his wife just had a baby recently. Wow. Uh, but yeah, his name is uh, Nicholas Smith. Uh, it's two K's. Let me just spell out it because his uh, tag is at n i k k o l a s underscore Smith. Uh, and he just does a lot of really cool uh, collages and and just. It's so pretty, (laughs) it's just so pretty. I, I I just, you know, it's nothing, I, at least from what I've seen of him, it's nothing abstract. It's just, he finds the beauty in humanity and it's just like, Hey, sometimes good art is just someone's face. And it's true, like straight up. Like, I, I don't know. I just think his, his artwork is gorgeous. And like, he seems like the coolest dude. So yeah.
1: Uh, along that lines, I, I'm not, I don't have a specific, like, set of artists to shout out, though if you follow, if you go to my Instagram and look at my follow, I, there are a lot that I found throughout time. The one I would call out, because it will help you, um, actually find more artists that you might like, and artists that you can buy paintings from, and, like, buy art to hang on your walls is called... Um, black girls who paint, which is a whole thing that's just about like celebrating black girls who paint. (laughs) And you just you find a whole bunch of really cool stuff. And to me, creative expression is just so interesting. And I just like seeing what people feel in their soul and want to put on the canvas. It's very interesting to me. And if I'm gonna, you know, put out at least one today, that that's one that can help you find a whole bunch of artists that you can support.
0: Nice. Uh, that the art side of art is one that I respect the most because it's the one I can do the least. <laughs> I I can do the the acting side of art. I can somewhat do the the musical side of art. Uh, occasionally the writing side, but the actual art stuff like oh boy, I. Art class and, and all of that was, was where I always struggled. I
1: love art class. That's the, And see, like, I think it's interesting because that's the way that you approach it. And I approach it like, this is something that, like, brings me joy. I like to see what other people make.
0: Me, I'm like, don't make me do stuff.
1: <laughs> I know, because I've tried.
0: Oh, man. And, like, listen, I, I have to shout out. Uh, when I was in a college uh, before moving here, we I, I was part of the required one of the required classes with stagecraft and building and painting stuff and i was like listen i know like i hope this stuff isn't graded on quality because this is not my forte and everyone was just like dude just do it and i'm like okay it's not gonna be great and then you know a couple of projects in because that was like a project of the week or whatever uh, over the course of the semester and very quickly people were like oh You weren't kidding. You're really bad at this. I'm like, I told you. (laughs) Uh, But I managed to pass with a C. But the point is, is like, that is the side of art that I am just, you know, you can't win them all.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I will shout out, because it's how I find a lot of, again, a lot of people who I follow is the account on Instagram called Cosplay of Color, because cosplay is something I am like slowly dipping my toes into deeper and deeper when it comes to like um actually doing the costume side and not just like kind of and wanting to make things and do all that kind of stuff uh cosplay of color just uh highlights generally uh black cosplayers and their amazing stuff that they do and i am forever in awe of the talent at both makeup and costume and, like, crafting that goes into these things. Because how (laughs) do-do? How do-do? How do-do?
0: I do-do a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's always something that just visually, like, I've always been fascinated by, in any sense, in any form of media, gender bending and racial bending and, like, all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, ooh, that's cool. Like, I thinking specifically of... Uh, the one that sticks out to me is someone did uh, all of the Sailor Moon characters yeah, yeah. as black women, and I'm like, that is the coolest. Mo- I'm I don't care if this word is out of style; it's the raddest thing ever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just for me. I'm like, it's so cool. And,
1: yeah, and I and I wish more people. And it seems to be being better about it. But one of the things that I've noticed before was specifically with like doing things like sailor moon as a black woman or something like that is people are more willing sometimes to see people turn their favorite white characters into Gundams than they are into someone who was not white.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's trash. Go. (laughs) I don't know. Go get your head out of the sand, wash it off, open your eyes and just like, do good, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder how she's going to say this in the most polite way possible. Well done. Thanks. Well done. Uh, so kind of segueing into the next part, uh, we can talk about some of the, the creators. And this is more of your avenue of like sure. you. I. Yeah. You, you are deep in the rabbit hole of the internet a lot of the time. Yeah.
1: And- I, one thing when... We talked about doing this episode is I felt like I wouldn't have as much to say when it comes to traditional media because I haven't watched new things almost at all for quite a few years, like outside of like a handful of things. And it's been a long time since I've actively tried to get into shows or movies or things like that, because I've just lost my ability to concentrate on them and so i've lived a lot more on youtube instagram twitter and all that kind of stuff because that's where i started creating content and so that is where some of my stuff comes from so i i felt really bad but i still want to do this episode
0: (laughs) well here's the thing and the reason why you shouldn't worry and i think thanos would be proud because i have a lot more of the Movies and TV stuff, so I think it will be perfectly balanced, as all things <laughs> should be. <laughs> uh, but I-, I wanted to say, uh, to s- sort of segueing into my part of that, is uh, I just want to express my love for the subculture of culture that I have found over the years that just brings me the most joy, and that is black people who love anime. <laughs> I just... It makes me so happy. And it's the greatest thing. Like, the there was a video someone made a long time ago. It was, like... uh, It was a group of uh, black people dressed as... They were cosplaying as a lot of Naruto characters. Uh-huh. And they went up to another group of uh, Asian people. And they were, like, in this park. And they were having the anime stare down and everything. And they just started breakdancing and everything. It was... It was the best. Like, oh I, I, I don't know why, but like, just, it's one of my favorite things to see. It's just, it's the best. Like, it just, the the joy of, the joy I receive from seeing the joy that they have is just, I don't know, I, I found my happy place of subculture. Like, it, it's so great. I
1: was, <laughs> was going to say, there's a guy from Get in the Robot that you would really like. And I was pulling up his thing he's professor Doy I, I do believe <laughs> well, it, I do believe is how uh, or do- doye because uh, um, he is one he's a stand-up comic but he also has moved on to doing the podcast for Crunchyroll. roll he's just super fun he was one of my favorite hosts on getting the robot which I think is now doing a, like a goFundMe patreon thing because they lost their funding. They're really cool, um, but you would like him. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think this is where we're probably gonna have some crossover stuff. Let the crossovers begin. Uh, But over the course of all this, there was a a talk back on Twitch with a lot of black creators. Yeah. Specifically in the tabletop community. Yeah. Which we like. We (laughs) do. Uh, Wow. So. Hello, welcome to
1: our podcast. Have you noticed we like tabletop games? Have
0: you met us? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it was kind of organized. I think it was, pre- he, was no, he was the one who organized, to, who organized uh, it. Critical Bard,
1: whose name is Omega Jones.
0: Yep, he's super cool. Uh, I a liked big him musical a lot. theater nerd, big gamer. Uh, oh man, big... he
1: tweeted a photo of him as the the King of Hearts or Queen of Hearts the other day from a show that he did. I was like,
0: damn! Like, and. He's somebody who I don't think gives himself enough credit, at least yeah. based on what I've seen since I started following him, but just a super cool dude. And I'm like, you, some people, you just look at them and you're like, and with a lot of people on this list, you, I look at them and I'm like, we will get along so well. Like, yeah. I just know, like, you can, I know you can see it. Like, <laughs> uh, we'll no, be best No, again,
1: I'm like, dude, you're, you're chill, but you take no crap. I like you.
0: So, Omega Jones, whenever you listen to this episode... I'm sure about that by this point, we'll be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one of the people on that panel that I really like from Critical Role and maybe on your list too is Christina Ariel.
1: Yeah, she is.
0: She is like a cosplay goddess. Uh,
1: and just, just like all around internet. Winner. Winner. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: winner. Uh, she, her,
1: her Wonder Woman spinny thing that she like is her reaction to everything is so she fun. She
0: posted about a week or two ago uh, her oh, cosplay as wow. Captain America.
1: That was great. I was like,
0: dude, like... I
1: am here for that movie. I,
0: where can I watch this movie right now? Yep. Like, let me have it. It looked so cool. She looked so awesome and gorgeous in it. I'm like, all right, sign me up.
1: Also, her <laughs> her, her son is just so cute. Yeah. Watching him in his, so in his big chair. It was cute. But... I like her a lot. She is also a take no crap kind of person with, but I also really like how she talks a lot about like healthy boundaries with like all that sort of thing. Oh, and yeah. I don't know, she's just a really interesting person. I like her a lot.
0: You have somebody that you would like to share?
1: Sure. Let me find someone specifically from that.
0: In the meantime.
1: No, well, I have stuff. Oh, I didn't know. I just have a list. I was just trying to see who we haven't talked about yet. It
0: looked like you were about to go on a journey, so I was ready to back you you up. No.
1: So if we're going to stick into the tabletop kind of thing, there's a guy whose name on Twitter is Gabe James Games, and I like him a lot. Not only does he also post really cool cosplays, because, you know, he's a hot dude who knows that he's a hot dude, but he just has a lot of really great conversations and just, I don't know, I just think he's a really cool dude, and I enjoy all of his Takes on the like tabletop RPG community and also his dog. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, do, do you want me to go on or do? You- uh,
0: actually, I decided I'm gonna give a personal shout out to someone that I know that's a creator. Whoa! Uh, all this is reminding me my friend Nicole Julian.
1: Yeah, she is Who a also writer. Just popped up on Instagram when I went to go look at the thing. Next, nice.
0: <laughs> she is a writer, actress, director. Everything all Extraordinary. And we've gotten her into D&D recently. We
1: did. And she chose to know the Leonin language just so she could talk to me.
0: Yeah. I ran had one shot Ow. recently, and her character was like... I was like, you get a free language. And she was like, can I do the lion one so I can talk to Amy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a little shout out. Um, another one. So... I have him under the creators section of my list, but uh, I just wanted to shout out how great I think that Kari Payton is just he as is a person. Great. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, I'm sure you do. Uh, he plays King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. He's been in some Critical Role episodes, as well as like some of their other content, like Undeadwood and uh, everything. And he was also the voice of Cyborg uh, mm-hmm. a lot in Teen Titans and everything. But and he has a transgender son that is the cutest named yeah. carter and just like everything i've seen him in he is just the brightest bulb of joy and positivity like i adore that man so much and also he fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it's true he he's just like the coolest dude and you know i don't know i was like he he doesn't have like a youtube channel and stuff and he mostly is just you know, and acting and voiceover and, and all of that. But I was just like, so I, I can't, I can't have this episode, this conversation and not mention it.
1: No, that's fine. Um, so someone else that I will shout out who's more in that nerdy space. um, Mika Barton.
0: Hey, I have everybody this too.
1: Because she not, not only is the daughter of one of my favorite, like actors growing up, LeVar Burton. Um, because he was Jordy, and he was reading Rainbow, and he was just like an icon of my childhood. I wore many a headband over my eyes because of that.
0: Like, who doesn't? Who who does not remember and appreciate Reading Rainbow? Like,
1: I don't know. Honestly,
0: does not exist.
1: Does not exist.
0: The person does not exist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she's she's just adorable, and I enjoy that she's like just embraced wanting to be a nerd on the internet and just seems like one of the sweetest people. She named her dog after her D&D character. Just, and I I am enjoying seeing her evolve her career, like, in front of my eyes.
0: Yeah, and like, what I like about her is that she's doing things how she wants and at her own pace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we are, like, the world's just like, You're so cool. We embrace it. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just, she's the best. And I like, uh, that her and Matt Mercer have Critter Hug now, uh, which is a whole show devoted to stuff just like this, where they are giving people shoutouts and stuff that they like. Uh, but in the, more in the, the nerdy tabletop side of the community.
1: Yeah. Um, someone else that I will mention, uh, her name is Princess Weeks and she, I, She's like, she's part of the nerdy dissecting stuff community a lot of the times, or just like informational stuff. I don't know. She's an assistant editor at the Mary Sue, which is a uh, blog that's all about like dissecting media and diverse media and all that kind of stuff, which I thought was really cool. And then she popped up on It's Lit, which <laughs> is the PBS show on YouTube about dissecting different tropes in literature, specifically like YA literature, but like literature in general. Man,
0: way to keep (laughs) up, PBS.
1: It's Lit. Man, so It's Lit started with Lindsay Ellis specifically, and then they branched out and brought in Princess, and I was like, "Ah, yes, give me everything. (laughs) You will learn as we uh, round out all of this creator stuff that I have left to say that when Amy wants to have joy time on the internet, she goes to the booktube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know this very, very much. Yeah,
1: so is there something else you want to bring Yeah,
0: I I go more towards the game and movie tube. <laughs> uh, but uh, I wanted to say another person that I really like uh, in that sort of nerd gathering is uh, uh, Danielle Radford. She is... Mm-hmm. Uh, she's gotten more into voice acting lately, and she's now <laughs> the voice of the robot. I We watched the Critical Role episode of The Great Debate. Yes, we did. On sci-fi. Uh, and they have, like, a little robot character that's, like, a co-host. And I was like, that sounds like Daniel Radford. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it is. Uh, she's just the kindest, sweetest person. And she... So I know her most from uh, Screen Junkie stuff. Uh, and, you know, I just like hearing her opinions on... A, movies, TVs, shows, and like all of it. She's just a really cool person that I'm just like another person I would get along with. Well,
1: you showed me clips of it because I don't know a lot about screen junkies outside of all of the things I hear from your tablet.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you know, honest trailers, which is. Well, yeah, you know, but
1: like when it comes to a lot of the talkbacks that you yeah. watch and all that kind of things. I I don't listen to them as much. And you showed me clips of her and I'm like, oh my God, she is my fandom sister. Please, please be my friend.
0: You have a lot of, a lot of fandom things in common. Hey,
1: anytime someone comes to me and starts talking fandom terms and diving into like, in, you know, inside fandom knowledge, talking things, I like, my ears perk up i'm like oh my god you understand me yes let's talk tropes let's talk filing up the serial numbers let's talk the history of fandoms
0: yeah yes and she will do that with you all day and then she also likes really likes uh pro wrestling (laughs) (laughs) that is another that's one of her big corners uh another person from there that i haven't seen as much because he's he does his other stuff. He's not on Screen Junkies as much, but I really enjoy another guy on there named Ed Greer. Mm. Uh, but they have a lot, of, uh, a lot of really cool people on there. But yeah, uh, I just, I thought they were cool. I think I have, uh, you can give another content person. I, I'm running low on those.
1: Okay, so content people. Let me give you just people. I, a lot of things I follow on Instagram. Like, I would recommend just, I know I follow a lot of people on Instagram. I'm trying to be better about it. But I would just go through, I'm Amory by the Sea on Instagram and Twitter. So I would just go through the people that I follow if you want to find, like, specifically other ones that I can't, like, I didn't bring up here. But you'll see all the people I like to follow. I like to follow alternative fashion people. I like to follow cosplay people. I like to follow, like, art people people. And so one of the ones I wanted to bring up, her name is uh, Yasmin Benoit. Benoit? Benoit?
0: Benoit, probably. Benoit?
1: I don't know. I am not good at names, but uh, Yasmin... It's it's
0: one of the two, probably. Yes.
1: But she is an asexual fashion model and has actually been doing a lot of work to kind of rebrand how people view asexuality. That's cool. Yeah. And she's done a lot of stuff about it because, like, people come at her because she does, like, sexy, like, she's an alt-fashion kind of girl. She does a lot of, like, sexy photos and all that. And she's, like, I'm doing this because I like it and I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. I'm not doing this so that you want to, like, get with me. I'm doing it because I like me. Yeah. And she's just, like, really, really interesting to listen to. And so I like her a lot. And then I wanted to shout out, I don't know, some of these I don't know if I should bring up. Because they do other stuff like like you did. Mm-hmm. So LL McKinney, she's an author, but she I found her because I follow a lot of authors on Twitter.
0: <laughs> you do, <too. laughs>
1: and because she, a lot
0: of authors, because they are good with words, are savages on Twitter.
1: I know, and it's amazing. And so she has a book series that's called. Give me a second. I wrote it down. A blade so black. And it's a uh, Alice in Wonderland retelling. That's the one that you like the cover of a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she started a whole hashtag during the height of Black Lives Matter called "Publishing Paid Me," which was all about exposing um, the differences when it comes to like advan- ad- advances and payouts in the publishing industry mm-hmm. when it comes to POC authors and specifically Black authors. But there's a whole spreadsheet on it, and there was a whole bunch of, like, white authors... Because it was about...
0: That is the ultimate version of, I got the receipts.
1: Yeah, well, it's so... Oh, spreadsheets. But so a lot of, like, popular white, like, authors came out and were like, this is how much I was paid for this book, my starting book, these books. And you could just start to see the discrepancies between when people like, got deals, and even as they got bigger in their careers, the discrepancies is between what people get paid. And it was really, really, really interesting, and it's very eye-opening, and it was a conversation that needed to be had. Yeah. And she just was like, I don't care what the publishing industry has to say about me, I'm gonna do this thing. Which was really freaking awesome. Another great person to follow on Twitter is Roxane Gay, who um, I have also in my, my book section, but she does a lot of essays and that sort of writing. And she's just like a boss ass lady and great to follow and also has an excellent class on Skillshare (laughs) about writing (laughs) that I highly recommend. And I, I adore her and like her take no crap kind of attitude because it's what I would like to emulate in myself because I am a sensitive girl (laughs) <laughs> and I just think she's amazing. Um, the other stuff that I wanted to shout out because, again, I spend a lot of time online um, were some YouTubers. And for the most part, I'm not going to go like super into YouTubers, but these are ones that like, you know, I just have fun with it. Um, there's one that goes by Chantel Time. She talks about books. She talks with another YouTube uh, YouTuber I really like called Read With Cindy. Rita cindy is not black she is asian but um that's why she's not on this list though if i could add in like all the booktubers i like Rita cindy is great but chantelle is like she reminds me so so heavily of my friend marguerite like the way that they talk the way of is so similar and so i just get joy from hearing her speak and just hearing about all these books that like i've never heard of before that she's talking about and just like having a good time just hanging out while she does a face mask and talks about books because like i like face masks and books and so it's really cool um naya reads and smiles she is like a bundle of sunlight with really great hair (laughs) and um she's also talked to like different authors and done some interviews that way and she's just like a really nice person and just is a ball of sunshine that's really fun to listen to as she talks about books.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like that's why there's a thing called talk shows and stuff out there because some people are just really great to listen to. Yeah. Uh,
1: One of the ones I wanted to bring up because specifically we're going into October uh, is the artisan geek whose name is Seji. And she is doing a whole like thing called Fortnite Frights, which is a week or two weeks of reading um, scary books that fits specific prompts and the way she announced it was by roller skating in her backyard in a bat (laughs) costume and i was like yes girl you get me and i just i she's super fun aesthetic achieved yeah she's a she's a british girl and one her hair is always on point her outfits are on point and she's just like so calm cool and collected and i really enjoy her and she also has had like videos like black classics that you haven't read or black classes i know you haven't read that have really helped expand books that i know i need to read to start to understand like things that have just ne- i've never been exposed to and so that was really cool and then also one of the og beauty creators that i've followed since forever was patricia Patri- oh my god patricia bright who is a London, I think, based YouTuber who just talks about family and fashion and stuff like that. And I just really enjoy her. She's always so, like, happy. But she's also, like, really body positive and talks about her journeys because she's had two kids and, like, has gone through the ringer with her body and doing all that kind of stuff and just, like, does not live with shame. And I'm there for that. Um, What else? Is there anything else on this list that I need to bring up? Oh, the other one I want to bring up because I found her not that long ago. And my goal in life is to be able to try to sew something. And she's called the Craftopreneur and her name is Aisha. And the clothes she makes, dude, I wish I could just be like, oh, I want a pair of pants. Look at these pants that I made. I made five of them. And- Isn't it neat? (laughs) (laughs) And she's just really fun and I really enjoy her stuff. And man, I can listen to her talk about patterns for hours. (laughs) Anyway, hi. This is the kind of stuff that I watch on the internet.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I only have a little bit left on the creator side. Uh, and then we're going to get into more, more your homework of stuff to watch I and mean, read.
1: you guys should go check out these people that I just mentioned. Because they're cool. If you so, like books and or selling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but another guy I really like is, uh, Andre, the black nerd.
1: Yes, Andre,
0: Andre Meadows. Yeah. Uh, he, he was another, uh, screen junkies person or that I would see a lot on there and it's just super cool. Uh, I also had, uh, he, I mean, he's an actor, but I just wanted to mention, uh, Hannibal Burris. Yeah. I just like, he's the dude is a walking meme. Like he Solid. just, it, it he's, I, I don't know. I just find his stuff hilarious. Uh, I think Andre Meadows is like, uh, like he, oh, I lost who I, I was like, he was like a mix of Hannibal Burris and, and Donald Glover. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I kind of would like mix them together, but, um, the, I guess the only other person I wanted to shout out to was, uh, TJ Storm, who is a, uh, voice actor and, mm-hmm. but he's also been a DM like forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. forever. Uh, I watched him do... A really cool one shot uh, that had a bunch of really cool people on it. Like uh, Joe Manganiello was one yeah. of the the players and everything. Uh, it was super cool. Uh, Deborah M. Wall was one of the players, but like he's a really good DM. So I let's talk let's talk some books. Uh, I'm going to kind of I don't have a lot for books. Uh, that's more of the avenue where I think you probably have more. But uh, I do have some comics and some plays.
1: Which is probably much more than I do. Well,
0: uh, the only auto I wanted to bring up the autobiography of Trevor Noah.
1: Yes, it's so good.
0: Called "Born a Crime," <laughs> which is was such a fascinating read. It's tragic. It's hilarious, and just gives you the whole th- like something we would never, obviously are never going to experience, but something we would never really hear or learn about. And it's about growing up in South Africa. During apartheid. During apartheid and also being mixed. Yep. Which in South Africa during apartheid was, turns out was not easy. No. Uh, And so... Not
1: fully legal.
0: Nope. (laughs) It actually, like, it was illegal. Yeah. He was, he is...
1: He was a crime.
0: Yep. Uh, And so it's just... But he, he writes it so well, and, and so, like, he, even in the, the darkest points of his life, like, he still manages to be positive and And, like, I, it, there were so much things to laugh about that, you know, he's, he, he's Trevor Noah. like
1: Yeah, I mean, like, he, he was one I was trying to figure out where to fit on my list because I was like, he's an online creator to an extent. He's a TV creator to an extent. Like,
0: you he, might be seeing him on my TV list later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Like it, it's just such a good book. I I could not stop reading it. I absolutely loved it. And you read it too.
1: I did. I read it on a plane. You did. Yes. It was very good. I liked it a lot.
0: That's it for me. For-
1: okay, then let me go through my books, and then you go through your comics. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I was gonna start off with N.K. Jemisin, who is like queen of. Fantasy writing wins all the awards and stuff. Um, The part that I've read so far is part of the Broken Earth trilogy, which starts with the fifth season. And it is like world building to an extent. Like, whoa. And super good. Also right on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's just one. You should also follow her on Twitter. She's really cool. (laughs) Like really cool. Um, but she and her series is just like, she's a queen of fantasy for a reason. And I, I see her get paired in lists with things like, um, Octavia Butler, who is on my list of to read because I have not. And I'm sad.
0: Is this the author you were, you brought up recently to me, like that you recommended to me? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Cool. I was
0: like, I was like, I couldn't remember her name. And my
1: box side is somewhere.
0: On these shelves. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't remember the name, but I know I was very interested.
1: Yes. So that that is one. Uh, One of the other ones I was going to say is Angie Thomas, who did The Hate You Give.
0: So, yeah, I I, I kept seeing that a lot when I was, like, trying to find, like, uh, some stuff. I was like, I couldn't remember the name or or, or everything. And that was one that came up a lot.
1: Yeah. So the book is really good and really, like, heartbreaking and everything. And she's also a savage on Twitter.
0: (laughs) We like our Twitter savages here.
1: A, Um, but I like her a lot. I like her rating style. I think she does a really great job at speaking from a place of vulnerability and just being super cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was gonna talk, I'm just gonna kind of go through these because I could go on for a while about things,
0: but
1: But we have other categories.
0: I know I'm bad about this. And
1: we're at 45 minutes. (laughs) Woo! Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is second category. <laughs>
0: My um, shortest one.
1: Yes, Maya Angelou. I highly, highly, yeah. highly, highly, highly recommend if you want to just understand like what the human spirit is, because girl has words. <laughs> um. So, good words. Really good words. Uh. I am sorry for how I will say some of these names. 'Cause they're ones much like how I used to say sword because <laughs> I had only read the word before people said it. Um,
0: <laughs> what a disclaimer. <laughs> I used to say sword.
1: I did, and I used to say Island. So <laughs> <laughs> So forgive me if I'm a phonetic reader. <laughs> uh Tan Nahisi Coates.
0: Tanishi Coates.
1: K- Tanishi Coats. Kanishi T- Coats, yeah. Yes.
0: I will get to him shortly.
1: Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh he's a journalist from what I understand. But also so the one I've read by him was Between the World and Me, oh. which was the letter to his son. Like the essay to his son. And I'll get there. <laughs> I know. So like
0: Ow. Oh. He is like one of the most prolific like prolific is the the first word I think of when I when I think of him.
1: Yeah. So I read that when I still worked at Barnes and Noble and it was like Wow, he has words and he knows how to use his words.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so I, do you want to segue into that? For uh, ever since that, it, was, it that was,
0: I just want to talk about his, he did a, I don't have any specific issues or like arcs <coughs> to talk about, but he's he's been a writer on Black Panther forever. Like mm-hmm. he's written a lot. And like, that's what they drew a lot of from the movie. Um, they had like a, a talk back with him. Uh, and Ryan Coogler and some other mm-hmm. people, uh, some of the other writers of Black Panther. And like, he's one of the most influential as far as like the modern feel of Black Panther. And like, dude just knows how to write, man.
1: Yeah. No, he does. So that was why yeah. I wanted, I wanted to bring up. But
0: like, just, just any, any Black Panther comic that he's written, read it.
1: I would probably just say anything that he's written.
0: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's fair.
1: <laughs> dude is good with words. Um, I was going to bring up. And so this, there's the novel version of it, and then there's her TED Talk. And her TED Talk is what I heard first. Okay. And so it's Shamanda Ngozi Adishi. The TED Talk and the book are both entitled We Should All Be Feminists. And,
0: I like
1: it. Yep. Girl knows her stuff and just like... Had. Like, watching the TED Talk is like, the power of her was really, really awesome. I was engaged. I was here for it. You're saying my language. And so, she's great. I recommend either either listening or reading. You can learn stuff from both. Um,
0: <laughs> it's true. You can. Yeah.
1: Uh, I had Roxane Gay on my thing here. Cause Another
0: person i kept seeing a lot of stuff for
1: yeah because uh, bad feminist was the first thing that i read by her back when i worked at barnes noble um she has hunger she has difficult women she has like a bunch of other stuff she writes essays she does classes like
0: you know if you if you hadn't started this by uh t- saying that we were talking about her books it would have been like she has hunger so she's hungry and what was it
1: She's hunger for difficult women. She and says she has that, difficult women and like, and, like that feminist Girl, and...
0: somebody help her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she's just like Again, she has that open vulnerability that's like she's not she doesn't come across as a vulnerable person, but she speaks from from her strengths and her flaws equally. And I really, really like the way that she talks about stuff. I was gonna bring up like I think i will bring up uh, Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo, um, who just had a new book come out that I haven't read called Clap When You Land. But she likes, she's just like writes in verse.
0: I really, I, I was just, I, my brain stopped for a second over that title. That's a great title. What? Clap When You Land. Yep, That's so great. <laughs>
1: um, but she's just really cool. And there are definitely like a million books I forgot to put on here. And they might be on my TBR, that's in the list later. read Red? be Red. My be okay. Red pile. My TBR pile. Cool. Welcome to the world of Booktube. Books. Booktube, Booktube, Booktwitter, Bookstagram.
0: Books, books, books.
1: It's where I like to hang out, okay? <laughs> I know that people don't necessarily, who listen to this, don't necessarily associate me there. But guess what? It's my happy place.
0: It's true. Do y- you have more?
1: Uh, I'll end there for it now. That's okay. what I mean, like, we can do this again and I will try to bring up other things. My brain was starting to go like, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and
1: we're at 50 something minutes. Cool. Uh,
0: I wanted to just talk about some, I was like, you know, I don't have a lot in like the book category, but I have, you know, there's some plays that I, I really like, or wanted to. Shout out. Uh, one of them was Ruined by Lynn Nottage, which is about, uh, in Africa, like, the women that... It's called Ruin because, without getting, like, really into it, the ruins of their bodies after yep. people come through yep. the village and stuff. And, like, it's, it's tough, but, like, very... I, I don't know. It's just really well written and, written and very respectful, but also very informative. And it won the Pulitzer Prize. So, mm. like, it, it's, it, it was really good. And, it, and, I mean, it's heavy, but, you know, it's another one of those things that, like, you know, normally wouldn't get exposed to or know anything about. Uh, and, you know. But the, the other play I wanted to bring up is a classic one that is a lot more well-known, probably, is uh, A Raisin in the Sun. Yep. Which is the, I mean, it's a classic about, classic play about um, uh, just a black, a black family living in a white neighborhood and just, you know, uh, a black family's attempt at the air quote American dream yep. and just all that. Like, it's just, I don't know, it, it, it was my high school theater teacher's, it's his favorite play. And so it's something that he would introduce all of his students to, or at least as many as he could. And it was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, dude, I totally get it. Like, it's really well written. uh, And there's a lot of really great performances done, like, in the history of Mm -hmm. uh, the the play itself. And, like, it's just just so good. And it's a classic. And, you know, that... Deserves to be a classic, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's some. It's just like, ah, it's so overrated. But no, this one is is rated. It's is rated. It's rated. <laughs> yeah. Yee.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. That that was it for me. Okay. Um, I am. Let's, what are we gonna go to next? Let's go into some music. Do you have any music?
1: I do have a little bit of music. I got a little
0: bit of music. Um, Most
1: of mine is probably going to be stuff people have heard before. Because again, yeah. I don't. I generally don't actively seek things. I find what I get show.
0: And that's fine. And things, like,
1: fall into me. So, like, I definitely like my Beyonce. She's, like, she is a great artist. Like, she is just, like, singing, concept, everything. Just really knows what she's doing. There's a reason she's gotten so far. I love Janelle Monáe. Like, super cool. I made vagina pants for a reason. Um, I've really, really enjoyed Megan the Stallion since she's been out and not just like the savage song that people are all up for. You know,
0: I, I kept hearing stuff about it and I was like, I need to see what this is all about. It's good. Yeah. Like, no, uh, I like it.
1: I, the first time I saw her, was on Jimmy Fallon and she was singing a different song and I can't remember for the life of me what it is, but like, and she was singing, and I was like, I like your energy. And I also like how she's dealt with all the stupid people who were making fun of her for getting shot in the foot, trying to get away from a dangerous situation. Because screw you, people. Um,
0: I wanted to mention someone else who is kind of is compared to Janelle Monet a lot for doing all of the things. And that person is, musically anyway, Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the start of quarantine, I was like, you know, this seems like a good time to finally go down the rabbit hole that is community, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, we'll probably have another episode of like th- things we watch and stuff during quarantine. Uh, but, Where
1: Casey's list will again be much bigger than mine.
0: And so I just went on a huge Donald Glover kick. So mm-hmm. we'll get to more of him later. Yep. Uh, but I wanted to finally give his music a go, uh, especially after... I mean, This is America is like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. And it's just one of the truest anthems to come out in the mm-hmm. last, I don't even know how long. Yeah. Like, it is the track. Yeah. Uh, and I just finally wanted to dive into his music, and there's a lot of really good stuff. Like, the dude is stupidly talented. It's true. It's frustrating how talented and how good he is at everything. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, he's the best. I love him. His music is dope. And I've heard nothing but great things from my friends who saw him live. I was like, I even posted uh, a while back. I was like, any of you who have seen Childish Gambino live, just, just get, show me. I need to see. <laughs> I, I need it. <laughs> uh, and people definitely obliged. Mm-hmm. But he's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: more on him later
1: okay do you want to go do you want me to uh, go sure. wait, wait.
0: actually I'm sure she might be on your list but I'm gonna go ahead and shout out Lizzo
1: yeah I love Lizzo
0: listen I I haven't heard a lot by her but everything I've heard her I
1: album like. is solid I like, and her
0: EPs and I've heard so many good things about her live and just I just think she's a cool person and you know from what little I have heard I really like.
1: Yeah. No, she's great. So if we're talking about like powerhouse lady singers, um, TLC was like fundamental to me as a child. I did not make my friends do music videos to their their album. No, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> but that was like, they are still solid. And I really enjoyed the, oh, I think it was a Lifetime movie that they made about TLC and Kiki Palmer was in it. And for one, follow Kiki Palmer everywhere. She's freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, I, damn girl, that you, you have the power. Um, But yeah, uh, is there other ones you want? Otherwise uh, I can run through.
0: I, most... So uh, most of it was just uh, a lot of metal bands because that's where that's my scene of music.
1: Oh, I have so here. Let me go go through. You should check out Santi Gold, who I found through the black alternative playlist that I've been listening to all the time. Uh, who I that's also how I found uh, Tunde Al- Oloniron.
0: Tunde Oloniron.
1: Yeah. yeah, it. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. I am a my pronunciations are a problem, but dude knows music <laughs> and also uh Taylor Parks with the next nice very good uh
0: so the only other like hip hop person i I wanted to put out is i i I'm very specific on my hip -hop and stuff but I do have to say like from what I've heard like I really like Kendrick Lamar he's good he. You know, he's cool. He's good. Like, yeah. you know, whenever, if someone's like, oh, rap isn't music. It's not art, blah, blah, blah. You're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> and if, if, if I was like, please provide examples, he would be one of like the forefront people oh, yeah. that he I
1: has, would do. He did a performance at one of the music awards shows. That was like phenomenal. Uh,
0: I saw him through a window once, <laughs> uh, I was, <laughs> That's I was not creepy. Well, it's definitely not creepy when I explain why. Uh, There was like an empty, there was like a empty lot. It was just like dirt stuff. But uh, next to where I worked, uh, this was several years ago, but um, there was like a bunch of people gathering and stuff. And then I, I heard music start up and everything. And then I saw this dude rapping on the back of a truck, like on a float, as people were like jogging behind him. And so they went down the Sunset Strip. He's rapping these people as they were, it was like for the launch of a new Nike thing. Mm. And I found out that uh, that was Kendrick Lamar. That was the first time I'd ever heard of him. Okay. But that was, yeah, several years ago. It was the first time I saw him was him rapping to people, jogging the new Nikes down the Sunset Strip. Nice. Yep. Wow. So I was like, that's quite an entrance into my <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, but as far as like, you know, there's a lot of like the classic people, like, rita franklin and yes and Mackie cole and like all those whitney, people whitney houston uh like one of the people i really like is Jimi hendrix i mean because mm-hmm. duh uh but if i, I wanted got to...
1: to see uh his son do a thing nice yeah that was really cool
0: uh but yeah i my musical tastes go dip a lot into to metal so there's a no. lot of <laughs> there's a lot of really good uh artists or uh, singers who are black because I can't say black metal because that's a genre. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Uh, I was like, I have to get my words right because if you just put black metal that's a whole genre of metal. Anyway, um, he's not with them anymore because he had uh, surgery and stuff and all that, but uh, when Howard Jones was with Killswitch Engage, that's like when I listen to them the most. Uh, He looks like I would say he looks like Morpheus, specifically, <laughs> like him and Lawrence Fishburne look a lot because look a lot alike because uh, I've always seen him uh, with his head shaped, uh, but super awesome vocals, like really good tone. Uh, I really like them a lot. Uh, God forbid is another really good metal band, um, and then there's one band I found on MTV Two, uh, mm. Headbangers Ball, like when they would play music yep. videos. I remember back in the day. Uh, there's a band called Straight Line Stitch, which, uh, the singer is a black woman with long dreads that she spins in a circle when she headbangs, and she's super cool. I haven't heard a lot by them, but I remember seeing, uh, one of their music videos and I was like, dude, (laughs) just all I can say is dude, Dude. (laughs) but yeah, cool. Any other musical stuff you wanted to
1: throw out? I'm sure there are some. I'm going to be very sad I forgot.
0: Yep. (laughs) Another friendly reminder. There's a lot of stuff that we probably forgot. In fact, I know that we forgot a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. No. But. 100%.
0: Let's get And I would
1: rather do a follow-up episode than get some information wrong because I tried to recall it from memory.
0: That is fair and respectable. So, let's go into TV and film. Okay. Specifically, let's start with Movies.
1: Okay, I have a lot less. So why don't you talk and I will add if I need to. Cool. For the most part, we've seen a lot of the same movies.
0: So uh, some like singular movies, because I have some of like writers and directors that I wanted to yep. to call out. But as far as like singular movies, uh, I mean, it's just, here you go. Here's another excuse and reason to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Which we did a whole episode about. We did. Because it's great. And like, I don't know. I just think... A movie that's so great with uh, a black kid at the center of it—that's just so great. Like Miles Morales is such a good character. That's probably the only one where like it's mostly just you know black lead. Everything else was like had more like creative yep. people behind like behind the camera uh, that were black creators as well. But it's just and Spider Verse is great. Um, Moonlight, the movie that kind of got overshadowed because it beat out La La Land for Best Picture and that whole fiasco. Uh, I love La La Land. It's a great movie. Moonlight is also a great movie.
1: I still need to see Moonlight. It's And I think that the reason that I didn't was because I saw La La Land and I was like...
0: <sighs> <laughs> uh, both movies are great. Completely different. So far. Very apart. much so.
1: But I didn't see a lot of new movies that year. Spoiler alert, I don't see a lot of new movies until I started hanging out with Casey.
0: It's true. Yep, yeah, I it's No, true. it's true. It's true. Uh, Mahershala Ali won an Oscar for it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Iron Harris is incredible. I in am
1: it. so effing excited to see Mahershala Ali as Blade. Blade? I love Blade. Oh, I man. love
0: I, I lost it when they said he was going to win. Any be Blade.
1: and all Blade that you will give me.
0: Did you watch the TV show? Remember they did the yes. little TV show?
1: It was good. It was, pretty, it was fine, good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Cool. Uh, I just give it to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he's also an in into the Spider-Verse. He is. Dude is everywhere. Uh, he'll be showing up again quite a bit um, <laughs> in the list. But yeah, like it's just a really good movie about uh, someone coming to terms with their sexuality and everything. Like It's a really beautiful story. It was originally a play that got adapted into uh, a screenplay, and it's just it's really good like it is a really good movie um, yeah I mean I could I, go on but I, it's just it's very much worth your time but I it is on Netflix uh, I did include uh, where I can find where if it's on a streaming service I tried to include where you could find it it is currently on Netflix so give that a watch if you're I right.
1: just have a problem with the fact that I don't tend to watch a lot of serious sad movies because the world is serious and sad. And so I have to be in the mood to watch it. And then I'm never in the
0: mood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I have is very heavy stuff, but you know, sometimes it's just like, it's important and you just gotta, Oh yeah. It's worth your time and and the effort. Um, but yeah, uh, another one, a singular movie is straight out of Compton. Uh, I I like a lot of the NWA music I've heard. I like a lot of Ice Cube's uh, solo work. But it's just a really good movie about... Like you his know,
1: son is identical.
0: Dude, they cloned him. And then they're like, oh, that's... I looked into it and I was like, oh, it's his actual son. That makes 100% sense. Great. Uh, Corey Hawkins, I believe is his name, mm-hmm. plays uh, Dr. Dre in it. He's in a lot of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in like Walking Dead and mm-hmm. uh, the relaunch, reboot of 24 and all that stuff. He's a really, really, really good actor. Uh, I thought he was one of the best. Albus Hodge is in it as <laughs> Rem. More on him later. I love him. He's great. Uh, but it's just a really good movie. The They have their most famous song is F the Police. Uh, <laughs> and so you really get to see, like, it doesn't matter if you're famous or not. If you're black, it when it comes to the police and and that stuff like it just doesn't matter and so it they were you know one of many people who use music as an avenue of you know and just to get their voices heard and it's it's a really it's a really well done biopic i was like dude there's so many biopics out there like is this one going to be good and it really was like it's truly a solid movie um and next one that on the on a lighter note is Sorry to Bother You. Yes,
1: on my list too. Oh
0: my gosh, this movie is the most ridiculous thing ever.
1: I spend my whole time just being like, what is happening?
0: I rewatched it again not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. And man, it's just, it's satire to the fullest and to the and nth degree. It's so
1: well acted. Like, yeah. man... He's so good.
0: It's so funny. Like
1: <laughs> And John uh, Laney is the way to white.
0: <laughs> uh Boots Riley. It, like what a what a directorial debut. Right? Because I'm was so more excited from to see music and yeah. he just dropped this movie. I'm like, I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> I'm really excited to see what other kind of stuff he comes up with though. Yeah. I'm like, your brain is an interesting place, sir.
0: Uh but that's that's Pretty much like the singular ones. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of uh, directors and just some of their stuff that I, I was going
1: to shout out. Something that I didn't yeah, think that you did it, it, it. Is I really liked, and I've watched it like three or four times. Is Girls Trip?
0: <laughs> I I was gonna I was gonna say yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I really want man, to. I've heard it's so it's good. So
1: funny. Never look at pineapples the same way again. It it. Like, here's the thing. Bridesmaids is fun. I like Girls Trip better because it had a lot more stakes for me. And I just, like, had more fun with it.
0: And, Another person that, like, when the hype is, is real and I get it is Tiffany Haddish is hilarious. She's
1: man. great. I want to read her book so bad, The Last Black Unicorn. And um, also, I have loved Queen Latifah for my entire life and like I can't remember a time when I didn't find her to be like the best thing ever I don't care if it's a silly movie I don't care if it's like the last holiday I don't care if we're talking fresh prince I like give me Queen Latifah I will be happy and I will be like yes girl uh Bessie
0: nice but yeah uh, Chicago oh yeah oh yeah uh
1: her mama is so
0: good. And she got them pipes and hairspray, too.
1: That's true. She is also one of the best parts of hairspray. Um,
0: but let's see. Uh, Sorry to Bother You uh, is on Hulu. I didn't mention that. But, yeah. Uh, uh, did you have any other movies that you wanted to
1: uh shout out to? I mean, they might fall under your directors.
0: All right. Uh, well, first I wanted to shout out uh, to... In no particular order, uh, Ryan Coogler.
1: That was on my list.
0: Yep. Uh, he's known for, mostly for Black Panther. Yep. Uh, which is on Disney mm-hmm. Plus, of course.
1: But he also did Creed, right? Yeah. Yep, he did Creed. Oh, I was getting there. I know. Uh, Creed is one where I've seen parts of the first one, and it's good. I can't take movies about boxing and punching each other in the face. <laughs> I can't do it.
0: Well, on that note... Uh, It's directed by a uh, black man, uh, Antoine Fuqua, which is, he's a really good director. He Mm -hmm. did uh, Training Day. And Southpaw is a movie I really like with Jake Gyllenhaal who deserved all the awards for it. Mm -hmm. And he also did King Arthur. Antoine Fuqua did King Arthur, the Clive Owen one. Yeah,
1: no, the one that- Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey man. Cool. Uh, You did that. Uh, Shout out
1: to people that I just enjoy. It's Michael B. Jordan. Yep such a great
0: actor who is in
1: uh almost all of
0: yeah i think his the there's one movie that he wasn't in with orions but uh yeah he was in creed which is a really good movie uh his first i think his first feature movie was fruitvale station Yep. did you see that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's a really it's
1: not easy to watch
0: it's this but the i just have to mention the the structure of it which is just like you just follow this guy's life his daily life for a while and then because it's a true story it just ends Mm -hmm. you know and like it's just it's an interesting way to structure but it's also tragic because it's just like okay you're just following this dude's life and then all of a sudden he gets shot for no reason and it's just like oh yeah that's how it goes for people. They're just living their life and then they're not. And it's just like yep. in the most messed up way. But like it's a it's a really powerful movie. I think uh like his I think his acting wasn't as strong as it he was still like pretty young, yeah. but like you know, he's a great actor, uh, but he was still kind of getting his sea legs in that. But still, like really powerful movie. Um and then And I
1: guess should we mention the Tragedy that is Chadwick Boseman.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, and
1: I don't want to linger on it.
0: No. And like dude was a champion among
1: yeah.
0: humans. Like
1: for real. And uh, it's just really sad, but yeah. I, I figured since we were in the section that is Black Panther. And yeah. Everything.
0: I mean, yeah, he, the best.
1: He is a hero in life as he was on screen. Um, But,
0: yeah. Yeah. Miss him. I know. Uh, So, the next director I wanted to talk about was Jordan Peele.
1: Yeah. No, he's great. And I also am kind of really in the mood to watch Us.
0: I have been to watch that again. That was a a fun uh, theater experience. That
1: was a fun theater experience. Uh,
0: But, yeah, he, of course, did Get Out. Also with Lakeith Stanfield, who's Mm -hmm. was in Sorry to Bother You. And you'll see him. You'll hear about him again from me. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: But Get Out and Us. I personally think... I think I might enjoy us better as a movie. I don't know, but I think that it has one of the best performances in like a long time, at least like the decade with Lupita Mm Nyong'o. So incredible in -hmm. this movie. But like, I, I just, I've been a fan of Jordan Peele for a long time. And once I was, I like everyone else was like, he does horror. What is this? I'm intrigued. Please tell me more. But like, he's just, he's been straight up where he's just like, dude, Anything I write is just going to be centered around black people and black stories, and that's that. Also, I really
1: like Winston Duke.
0: Oh yeah, he's.
1: I really like Winston Duke.
0: Also in Black Panther, like he—he's a standout dude. Uh, he's a
1: standout Duke.
0: Uh, oh, but yeah, I mean, that no, was bad. <laughs> I, I we don't need to go into no,
1: but I just details of
0: what like, and I'm sure most of you have seen or are familiar with his stuff, but. Like, he's just a really good director. Yep. Um, he did a talk back that I saw um, where he was talking about directing and, and specifically was talking about Get Out. Um, and then he compared and showed footage of uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner mm-hmm. because that's kind of like the parallel or like the biggest homage that he was making in that movie. But just a super interesting dude. The next guy I wanted to shout out, uh, I also saw him uh, – do a talk back on directing for a little movie called 12 Years a Slave. Yep. Uh, the director is Steve McQueen, McQueen. the superior of the Steve McQueen's. I was like, (laughs) wait, isn't that a dead white dude? That was an action star, like did bullet and all that stuff. And they're like, I found out, Oh no, it's a British black man. Who's a phenomenal director. I was like, he
1: was also on my list, but I figured he was going to be on your thing. Yeah. He
0: another time, uh, I will get into like all of his greatness. Uh, I just think he's one of the best, should we directors? do
1: episodes where Casey just like waxes poetic about all the directors that he really likes? Because those episodes will also be two hours long.
0: Yep, they really will. Uh, so I will try to keep my poetic wax to a minimum. <laughs> 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 but he did uh, his first feature, he's on a lot of shorts, but his first feature was Hunger, which is a really good movie with Michael Fassbender about the IRA and the hunger strikes. Um, then he did Shame, uh, which was about, uh, did Sex addiction and and just you know, all everything around that and just the, the, not so flattering light of sex and and stuff a lot of the time. Uh, and then he did Twelve Years a Slave.
1: And broke his himself. Uh, pattern of one name titles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did, uh, and became the first. Black Man to win Best Picture. Yay! Uh, and then he did Widows, yep. which is a cool heist movie.
1: And returned to his one-name titles.
0: And uh, I'll get back to him later, but that's... Yes. Yeah. That's 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 my movies.
1: Oh, uh, that makes me... Th- uh, anything with Viola Davis. I mean, come on. Like, girl. Girl she knows is... how to do the things...
0: Like, say what you want about Suicide Squad and everything, but, like, I think she's a perfect Amanda Waller.
1: Oh, yeah. No, she's great. I
0: mean, she's a perfect everything that she's in. But, but. she,
1: like, the first time I really got to see her in things was uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Dang. She's phenomenal. Always. Shonda Rhimes. Deserves a shout out for how many shows she can run at a time. <laughs> oh yeah, like that's true. They might not all be my favorite shows, but I have mad respect for her. I enjoy her a little bit more as a, like a motivational speaker because she does that too and does like her year of yes and all that kind of stuff. But girl knows and how to make shows do it that last.
0: Uh, so let's get into some of the TV shows. Shows. Uh, we're we're moving right along. We're keeping our talking our new to me baby tradition where we start. Really long and then try to go as fast as possible. <laughs> yep.
1: Alright, so I'm gonna do just very quickly the things that made me who I am today. I loved the Proud Family, nice. who was apparent who the, like the creator, uh Bruce Smith, also did hair love that just won the short the short
0: about oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. about the
1: dad. I didn't know that. I yeah. was, was I really cool. I found that out today. And I was like
0: <laughs> You were today years old.
1: I was today years old when I learned that. Um, but I, I thought that was really cool. Static Shock is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. And I don't talk about him enough because he hasn't been, like, in the public relevance for a long time. But
0: he's coming back. But
1: he's coming back. And I adore him. Six and, seasons on a movie. And everything that that show, like, can give you and just, like, it, it's so worth it and, it. and it holds up pretty well today. Um Something we talked about the other day was the Jeffersons. I really, really really liked watching the Jeffersons as the eight year old that I was. And it was something I watched a lot with that. I watched a heck of a lot of Fresh Prince. And that's on my list too. Like, dude, if you want to talk about iconic shows. It's just, it's
0: just good. Like, and they have like, and you know, they have their heavy episodes. And when they go heavy, they go heavy. But it's just, it's really good. And like that paired with the Jeffersons who were on episode of Fresh Prince, like, you know, the, the the peek into a life of a black family that is wealthy yep. is, you know... It's, it's important, too. It's important in, like, you know, the the stigma around, you know, the, the, the eyes on them, yep. you know, if you know what I mean? Like, just people are like, what? What's that about? But, like, it's just... It's, it's a good show.
1: Yep. They are both good shows. And then the other one that I really wanted to shout out because it was like, on my mind, and I think it's on either Netflix or Hulu right now because people have been talking about it for, like, a while right now. Is Sister Sister. Uh, is I think a... it might be... I don't remember. But it's on something because people <laughs> have something. been talking about it, like, really recently. I'm just like, Tia and Tamara, man, Sister Sister is also one of those, like, really solid shows. And it survived the let's go to college phase of TV. <laughs>
0: Which is not an easy thing to do. It is
1: not easy to do. And, like... I have followed Tia and Tamara through Sister, Sister and beyond and just really enjoyed them. And that show was like so fundamental for so many things. And apparently at one point was more popular than Friends.
0: Hey, good for you.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it, it's solid, still holds up. I love twins, <laughs> <laughs> like twin stories to me. I really like and I love the like that thing. Like the, we didn't know we were twins and then sisterhood, Yeah, like I, I fall for that every time, but anyway, those are like childhood things that like stuck with me through and through, well, ride or die. <laughs> nice. Anyway.
0: I, most of these are, are shows I found later in life, uh, but I wanted to shout out In Living Color, Mm. Uh, which was a sketch show in the 90s by the Wayans family and gave the start to this little guy. Uh, at the time, he was known as James Carey. Yep. Uh, and had, like, he got his Fire Marshal Bill character, who's hilarious, and um, there was a lady that was a dancer on there by the name of Jennifer Lopez. Yep. So, like, just given... You got a, a big break. you, you want a say who James Carey is? It,
1: it's Jim Carey. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say.
0: If you also, didn't know, do care?
1: Is, is that also where Jamie Foxx started?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was on there too.
1: I was like, I'm pretty sure Jamie Foxx got to start, start in, in Living Color. Yeah. And I'm like, Jamie Foxx, crazy talented in real life. I did that sing-song show thing, the Beat Shazam. Um, yeah, Beat Shazam. And dude, was super sweet and just crazy talented and liked to play piano between all the takes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was... When I was working at, at CityWalk, he was going by and everyone was freaking out. He was on the Jumbotron and stuff. So I, I saw him from afar. You saw him much closer, I imagine.
1: I mean, I was front row, but still quite a ways away.
0: Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Uh, we, we brought up Trevor Noah and, you know, he's the current host of The Daily Show, which I love and is like, yep. it's it's the number one uh, pandemic talk show for a reason yep. because he shifted gears like he's a v- extremely charismatic and funny guy
1: but he knows how to do a show
0: yeah and like it, it it became a lot less of satirizing the news and more of just like dude the news is so satirical in and of itself
1: we just need to it's just
0: like here here's what happened like there's no joke just there's he's no also, spin on it. It's just look at this. I what? Mean,
1: he's also the person I'm going to be watching The Daily Show. I didn't watch it when Jon Stewart was there. And I don't, I don't mean that against Jon Stewart because he's,
0: he's, he's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm the same. I, I didn't really watch it much, uh, until he started doing it. And yeah, like he's, he great. He's my, one of my main sources of news is like, yep. I, I want to hear what he says about it.
1: And my mom loves him too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, the Another sketch show, we talked about Jordan Peele. His show, Key and Peele, is on Hulu.
1: I have really enjoyed all that I've seen of it.
0: By the way, if you wanted to watch The, the Daily Show, you can watch a bunch of their videos on YouTube or Instagram. Mm-hmm. He actually is, like, one of the big and only people on IGTV. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, it's You can watch usually, like, the whole episode, or at least, like, one of the big chunks on oh, cool. Instagram. That's how I do it a lot. Uh, but, yeah, so Key and Peele is how I first heard about them, Uh, cause it was the, it was their show on comedy central. It's on Hulu by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like those dudes together, like when they're together, they're so funny. The
1: planets have aligned. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, I could go on and on. I could throw more poetic wax about it, but, uh, it's just a really funny sketch show. Like the dudes are there. There's become some of my favorite people just in general. They great. They great. Um, and then some superhero shows. We gotta get our superheroes shows in there. Yep. Um, I've only seen the first season, but like Black Lightning is really good. Um, it, you know, it's more of the struggle of the the main character is uh, a superhero who left the game and came back, and now he has like teenage and adult daughters and he's the principal of a high school and so he's got his own crap to do like that is enough just in and of itself yep and then you add the superhero stuff back into it and yeah it's just it's really well acted and like uh it's just it's good i need to catch back up on it but yeah it's super solid uh another one it's on netflix Mm um it might be on hbo max too because of dc but uh luke cage
1: i love luke cage Luke Cage is one of my favorite from the Marvel um, shows that came out. It is probably my second favorite only because I really, really like Jessica Jones. But it's like, it it's hard because I think Luke Cage was more solid throughout.
0: Yeah. Um, he is also a beautiful person in real life. I've Yay. seen him at the gym a couple times and he's just a towering, beautiful man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Coulter is like,
1: also Miss night
0: yes who she's like i i she i love her so much so so much i'm glad that she got her own show uh the where she plays the judge yep uh and so she's like she's like i'm a i'll I'll be fine she's she's doing other stuff like she's a gorgeous incredible actress yeah like so So simone mystic is her mystic is her name
1: so good
0: uh let's see uh trigger warning with killer mike
1: I don't know that.
0: It's a really interesting show. Oh,
1: no, I do know that.
0: Yeah, so he it's a show hosted and and made by Killer Mike, who's a rapper uh, in Atlanta, and he was doing, it was his show about doing some social experiments. The first episode is is still my favorite, uh, which is where he wanted to show like how far, how limited, length the the black dollar goes in the community of atlanta and so he was like i'm only going to eat and go places that are exclusively black owned like where my black dollar will stay Mm -hmm. and so he ended up having to like go hungry for a night because he couldn't find any places Mm -hmm. that you know and he had a thing where he wanted to bring peace between the Bloods and the Crips and got them to make their own soda line and like
1: oh my goodness it's
0: ridiculous but like it was really interesting and super cool um one that I've seen that you haven't yet but it's on Hulu Atlanta we're back to Donald Glover it
1: is on my list of things to watch
0: I finally saw it a few months ago and it's so good so good I
1: don't watch enough TV
0: it's like the writing everything is stellar. Uh Donald Glover is just peak everything. It's all culminated into this. I can't wait for season three and four, which they said got delayed, but they're gonna they are gonna be shooting season three and four back to back. Like everything's written, they're just gonna just push it out. Yep. They're just gonna do it all at once and just boom. So I'm excited for that. E- uh I know. I go on too long. But no, it's I so will, good. It's so 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 good.
1: I will be caught up before season three happens.
0: Uh, it's Brian Tyree Henry and LaKeith Stanfield. Uh, they've been in a lot of the other stuff that I mentioned. If you don't know who they are, check them out. Uh, and uh, Watchmen on HBO. I, oh my gosh.
1: I had a lot of trouble with the type of violence. And by type of violence, I mean just like the gore level of violence.
0: It is, it is difficult. To, to get through but man it's,
1: it's definitely one I want to give another try it's specifically after like knowing bits and pieces that I know about it
0: yeah I I, I had watched like the first two episodes uh, of it before like shortly after it came out and uh, but it was one that like I didn't get back to for a while uh, but I was intended to and then when everything like George Floyd and, every, and Breonna Taylor and all that stuff happened I was like and I kept hearing stuff about it. I was like, okay, I, I need to finish this. And I did. And holy crap. Oh, yeah. It is amazing.
1: And so it's on my list. also on my list of things to try again and to see if I can do that because one of the other ones that's on my list is pretty much equally gory. It's just sillier, which is uh, Lovecraft Country.
0: Oh yeah, that's that was the other, the other one on my list.
1: I am really enjoying it right now. And I also... really enjoying the entire like cast and everything and um we
0: may may do an episode on it depending on like how it is if we have like the enough oh i mean we can always talk forever but yeah yeah it's
1: but it it's great and it i do better with silly gore than i do with serious gore in anything it's why i didn't like the boys like that was one of the reasons i could not sit through the boys but i would rather try watching the watchmen watching watchmen Again, then giving the boys another shot.
0: Yeah. uh, Ada Wally and Regina King, like, oh, it's some... That show's got some of the best acting I've ever seen. And speaking of acting in this show, because I feel like they're very similar in sort of uh, styles Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's very over the top, but also very grounded in, like, its brutal depictions of racism and stuff. Uh, Journey Smollett is Uh, so good.
1: I... Man... The fact that she was Denise on Full House. I know,
0: right? And I then
1: she grew up to my just mind be that. like, damn girl.
0: Uh, she was also Black Canary and Birds of Prey, yep. if you didn't know. And she's great in that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited to, to finish it. And there's still... We have two
1: episodes. episodes as of right now. I think to watch two or three episodes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I know it's going up to like 10 episodes.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited to finish it. It's...
1: I am... Tell
0: them why you like it. Like, the the spe- the, the very specific oh, detail.
1: Sure. So, I'm a fan of Lovecraft mythos, but the man himself was a horrible, horrible person. So, when it comes to creators who have things that I like, so, so, like, the mythos of Lovecraft, I am a big fan of taking what you want from it and creating something that will make them roll in their grave. And that is what Lovecraft Country is, because it's about... You know, a racist not white. It's about it has women in it that are actually doing things. It has like something that a xenophobic, crazy ass man would not enjoy. And I am loving it.
0: Yep. Who are the real monsters, Amy?
1: Xenophobic racists? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. (laughs) I was like, is this a question?
0: Uh, so the only thing I wanted to do is just mention a couple of things that, uh, we're now at the point of things that I want to get to.
1: Oh, I just wanted to also yeah. say like, uh, I will live, breathe and die. Anything Jesse L. Martin ever does.
0: All hail Jesse L. Martin.
1: I'm sorry. The man and his beautiful, beautiful smile and voice. I, I cannot do an episode talking about black People who make things that I like and not mention Jesse L. Martin.
0: He is the core, the center, the spine of The Flash, and that is the end of that.
1: <laughs> yes, sorry.
0: <laughs> Much like Kari Payton. Beautiful, talented <laughs> man, man that needs to be mentioned.
1: In more things. And the reason why, I will never forgive Smash.
0: <laughs> why is that, Amy?
1: How dare you not let Jesse L. Martin sing when you have a singing show? <laughs> Even the Flash made a musical episode.
0: You done goofed.
1: You done goofed.
0: Uh, but yeah, so this will be kind of a speed round.
1: Yep. Um, so, uh,
0: Twilight Zone.
1: Twilight Zone. Atlanta is on my list.
0: Uh, Blind Spotting. Yes. David Diggs, which I just found out is getting a show. Just got yes, out is today. With him. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, I also still want to like try out his Snowpiercer.
0: I would I'd try it out too because I like the movie uh, and I really like him. Yep. Also, I passed him on the street. And I was like, I wanted to say... And he was talking to someone else, and I was like,
1: eh. (laughs) But he's beautiful, and I love him. Uh, I want to try Pose, which I've never got to try yet. Yep. Um, I also want to try Dear White People, which I've also never got to try yet. Hello, there. the reason I don't get to try these things is because there's many a season, and I am intimidated. I want to try The Wire.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I... I forgot that one, so thank you for putting that out. Yes, You're welcome. Very much, yes. I've
1: always wanted to try The Wire. Um, two Netflix, I think, series that I've always also wanted to try are When They See Us and See You Yesterday.
0: Uh, when They See Us was on my list, for sure. Yep. I, yeah. See You
1: Yesterday is a time travel. It's either a show or a movie. I remember seeing the trailers for it, and it's always been on my list, and it's on my like queue to watch. It's about a girl who goes back in time to save her brother from being shot by cops.
0: That's... That is a dope premise.
1: Yeah. I, and I've only heard good things about it.
0: And I have not heard of this at all before. This is a crime.
1: Yes. So that was on there. Insecure is also on there.
0: Yep. That's on my list too. Because I
1: really want to see it. And then... Um, I have
0: her book on here as something I wanted to read. Uh, the Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl.
1: Yes. I also wanted to read that. Um, the other thing that I've always wanted to try, and I just thought I would add onto this list, is Claws with Needy Leeks. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on your wedding.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just like all of a sudden, boom, here's my wife.
1: Yes. And, you know, good for you, girl. But I've always wanted to try that because I always liked her in anything that I've ever seen her in. And I, every time I see the Claus thing, I'm like, this is the kind of ridiculous, like, dramedy that I will really like. So.
0: I remember seeing things for it. It was one of those things, like, before they started the trailers at movies. Yep. It was like an inside the look. Yep. Or inside the look. Whatever. An inside look. Inside look, okay. thank you. For yes. for that show. And I was like, this looks kinda interesting. I know, it
1: just looks it looks silly and fun.
0: Like with just the right amount of camp.
1: Yep. And so it's always been on my list of something to watch. I was kind of waiting for it to be over. So you can just go So I could just go through it because yeah. that's almost only how I watch a lot of shows now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I wanted to you mentioned Between the World and Me by Tanisha Coates. Yep. That was on my list of things that I want to read because I just I just want more of his words in my life. Yes. Uh, the only other book that I had on here was... Um, the. It's called How Not to Get Shot by D.L. Hewley, yep. the comedian and comedic actor. Um, I watched a uh, talk with him. I think it was on The Daily Show uh, where he talks about his book. And I'm like, I, I want to read this. Yes.
1: Um, Which
0: there is... Shout out for that. There is... Uh, a list, they did a, put a compilation of uh, black authors you should read and I, like that whole video I couldn't remember everyone's name but I, I want to go back to that video because I'm like every one of those people I'm like, yes
1: <laughs> Speaking of that um, the man that you are now in love with uh, Yes! Tochi Yes, <laughs> uh, Tochi Onyebuchi Onyebuchi? Yeah, Yeah, so Tochi is someone we discovered through a talk with um, another author that I really like, uh, Victoria Schwab, who just talks to other authors about stuff. And Casey was listening as I listened to this talk.
0: Yep, I was unpacking my movies and organizing them, and I heard the whole thing. And it just goes back to my love for Black people who love anime. (laughs) Yep.
1: So he's an author. He has um, books out called Riot Baby, War Girls, and then... uh, duology or a series that starts with Beasts Beasts Made of Night. Uh, Riot Baby is the one that they were talking about. Um, and War Girls, I've heard nothing but good things about. The other one I have not really heard of until I, I was looking up his Goodreads. Um, but, like, dude, sounds like a gem of a person. Um, other things. One that I have that I still haven't got to read, despite the fact that it's what everyone recommends you to read, is uh, Children of Blood and Bone by... Mm. Tony Adeyemi, um, which is really cool. I also want to read A Blade So Black by L.L. McKinney, who I love on Twitter. And I'm just like, if I love your words as your words, I will love your words as the words of characters. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Octavia Butler is one of the classics that I've never gotten around to reading. And I want to read um, Kindred. And the ones... And she has a series that... I think it's called the Parable series, but it's like at least two books long, and I like that's the one that actually like sticks out to me is the one I really want to try, and so I'm really looking forward to those. Um, I'm gonna just run through a couple things.
0: The one thing I all other thing I want to say for a book is I don't remember who wrote it, but I've been seeing a lot. I think it was like how to was like how to not be racist or what I forget the actual title of it.
1: There's but, a lot.
0: I know, but there was one with something closer to How that. How to
1: talk to white people about race or something like that? I
0: don't know. I'll I'll check. Yes. But
1: Okay. But because the, they
0: Yeah, keep going. Okay. Sorry.
1: No, it's okay. Um there is a book called Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James. Um Freshwater by Akwake Amizi. Uh Raybearer by Jordan Ifueko. A Song of Wraiths and Ruin or Songs of Wrath and Ruin by Roseanne A. Brown. Kingdom of Souls by Rena Barron. And Akata, Akita, Witch by Nettie Okorafor. Sorry. Those are all books that are on my list, and the only reason I haven't read them is because it's scary to go to libraries right now, and I don't have money to buy all the books. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh... One of the ones I wanted was "How to Be an Anti-Racist" by Ibram X Kendi. Yeah, but yeah, they, there's a lot of books that were like that. One's a really recent mm-hmm. one, but I, I just I want to hear or, or read, in this case, uh, what a lot of people have to say about that because it's you know it's I important have a list. and like yeah, like that is. Its own separate list, but I wanted to, to yeah. mention that. The
1: only reason that like I hadn't talked about that list a lot is because most of them were sold out on the purpose of people suddenly being interested in buying books about racism.
0: Uh, I've got some some movies and stuff, and I will throw those out there. Sure. Do you have any?
1: Um. Yeah, but I'm gonna just gonna see if you don't say them.
0: Okay. Uh, I want to watch the Five Bloods, which is the new Netflix movie. Um, by Spike Lee yeah. who I mean Spike Lee is great Spike Um, Lee is Spike Lee he is uh, and it has Chadwick Boseman in it
1: yeah
0: Um, Blackish I watched their Juneteenth episode because I didn't really know anything about Juneteenth until it happened and this year was like very pointed about Juneteenth and uh, Atlanta has an episode on it that's really great Um,
1: there's also a movie on Netflix that man I'm gonna get the name wrong it's like Juneteenth Queen that is about a mother who failed out of college on her scholarship about, um, that she got by being in this pageant to be like the Juneteenth queen. And now she's making her daughter go do it. And the mother, I think, I think it's the mother because age, um, is the lady from sleepy hollow.
0: Oh, nice. She's in shame. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Blackish did an episode about it, and I I really liked it, and I it's one I always wanted was interested in because I like Anthony Anderson and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, um, and then there's a new show with Lamorne Lam, excuse me Lamorne Morris who is uh, Winston from New Girl, yeah really nice dude, uh, super funny. He has a show called Woke that just came like mm. just dropped. Um, I think may at most a week ago. Uh, about I, a week ago. Yeah, uh, but I really want to watch it, and that. Is a Hulu show. So it's it's a Hulu original. Um, Also on Hulu is uh, Fast Color. It's the the mother-daughter black woman superhero movie. It's like the the gritty one that I've heard nothing but good things about. Uh, I found it's on Hulu. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely one. Um, Queen and Slim is on HBO Max. That's the one with Daniel Kaluuya. That's
1: also on my list.
0: Yeah. The... I, when the on trailer the was, yeah, just really cool. Um, I've, start, I've, I've like seen a little bit here and there, but I'm like, finally, this is what I'm like actively going through right now, um, is the boondocks, yep. which is just, you know, in your face, like, it's... Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. It's um, yep. Detroit, uh, was a movie by Catherine Bigelow. She mm-hmm. did, like, The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Yep. Point Break. Uh... But it's uh, a movie about a uh, riots that broke out in in Detroit, and it's the main guy is John Boyega. Um,
1: John Boyega. Yep. The hero that we need.
0: Yep, we very much do. Uh, he has a he's going to be in an anthology show that Steve McQueen is doing. Yep. And I read an article uh, of Steve McQueen talking about John Boyega, and it's like they have. He has found his muse, yes. which I'm so excited for. Uh, that's supposed to be coming out, I think, at the end of the month or early next mm. month uh, on Amazon Prime. Ooh. So that's coming out. Uh, and then I found something. While I was looking for the, through this stuff and trying to make sure I had my list right, I found a show called Underground. Mm. Starring Aldous Hodge <gasps> and Journey Smollett. <gasps> created by the Lady Who Created Lovecraft Country. Mm. And it has two seasons.
1: We're watching that now. It's on Hulu. We're going to watch that now.
0: So it was something <laughs> I came across um, and I wanted to, to share it with you here. I
1: was like, how did you find something that's just perfect?
0: So there you go. My genuine reaction from Amy. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> created by Misha Green. So it's all I'm there.
1: excited. Yeah. That was a long episode.
0: Hey. No regrets.
1: No, completely worth it. And if thanks did for. Did you have
0: anything else or did I just you, cross you, off your, you <laughs> the rest of your list?
1: The only other thing on my list with, was Harriet. Oh, yeah. So, yes, that is the as will forever be incomplete list of really great things made by black creators and acted in by black creators and all that sort of thing. And. I would love to know what things that you think we should add to our list of things to journey forth on this we know we miss a lot
0: but it is like you said an ever-growing list and it it, that that is that
1: (laughs) that is that and i hope that you check out some of these things whether they be big movie star creators to small online creators just you know, expand your horizons as we expand ours. And you, if you have recommendations, send them to us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube comments, whatever. I am Amory by the Sea everywhere on the internet.
0: I am Case Crusader on all the things. Like she said, send us all of the the term I hear a lot. That's great. Black excellence. Let yes. us know of all the black excellence we missed. Interest Elba, you beautiful man.
1: And just, you know, be good humans. Yeah. That's all we can do. Be good humans, unlike this cat, who Who is is sitting there being a pest and biting my hand.
0: And terrorizing this whole episode.
1: And making my life editing this episode hell. (laughs) So as we go deal with the demon cat, go experience some black excellence out there and be safe, be kind, and come back next week for another episode. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Okay, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Talk Nerdy to me, baby. We will be back same time, same day, same whatever here on the internet. Goodbye! Goodbye!